and welcome back to the new art podcast episode goodness knows what <laughs> we no longer care but we're talking about chimpanzees today what do you think about chimpanzees Zas? i think they are brilliant and have a, i was going to catch you out with that ha- have a straight pass to earth 2.0 like no debate necessary what a surprise what a surprise well i think they're evil murderous nymphomaniac bastards again no surprises there but i mean let's get straight to it oh and before we do that i broke my promise i still haven't got the socials back up and running i double promise I will okay. do so, and we will catch up on the voting. You, you did, you did come down with COVID, didn't you? So you do have a I, legit. Plenty of excuses. I've been doing an eight-hour commute into London all week, and wow. had COVID. Not at the same time. I will add, I've been yeah. very COVID safe. Yeah. But yes, we'll, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll see no that problem. all the animals have failed to get on the ark, and I'll be very happy. <laughs> We might have a couple of um, Royal Rumbles. Um, yeah, depends yeah. if we get any more draws. Ooh, so, so it's pigeons next. I, I reckon pigeons will be close. Uh, I think you want something there. <laughs> what was after that? Maybe ferrets, ferrets, kangaroos. I mean, it's, it's funny because our audience will have it right in front of them. They will know this. E- easy as yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, every week to tell you what number episode it is what ones we've done before <laughs> sort of proper, proper safe memories chimpanzees chimpanzees well since you chose the subject for today's debate would you like to make the opening case Zaf? tell sure. us how wonderful chimpanzees are well do you let i'm happy to make the opening case i think i've got a pretty solid one but let me prior to making the opening case i have a question for you oh exciting interactive should humans make it onto earth (laughs) 2.0 you see (laughs) i half predicted you were going to go down this route saying if humans make it on chimpanzees make it on and i was going to counter that by saying that for the past 12 something episodes you've argued that humans are the scum of the earth and definitely shouldn't make it on the ark so i'm I'm not saying that at all i I think i I should make it on the ark i i think we allowed two humans maybe myself and yourself because you're so good to argue with but apart from that, I think humans are definitely the scum of the earth. We're great, everyone else is crap. Right, okay. See, I actually think humans are great. I just think, you know, historically, you know, we have had some bad actors, right? Which is, I've called them out. And I think a lot of the blame that we, um, you know, that we place on animals really is our responsibility as humans but i think humans are great and therefore i think chimps are great as well and i'm sure that you don't need me to um kind of emphasize this but i'm sure you're aware that evolutionary biologists believe that humans chimps and bonobos 
share a common ancestor around seven million years ago. So this, this is family. This is basically us. And we share, you know, up to 98% of the same DNA. And biologically, chimps are closer to humans than they are to gorillas. So I'm sure we'll debate gorillas another day, I'm sure. But, you know, chimps are closer to us than gorillas. And man, like, it's like a, it's, it's like a, it's like a guest pass. You know, you get like a guest pass to the gym sometimes where you can bring a friend. Mm. Earth 2.0, guest pass, bring a friend, chimps. Super straightforward. Do I do. Do you think? Well, I do. I mean, you're right, factually. We <laughs> diverged from chimps some... It's about six million years ago, they think now. So it's, it's later than thought. Uh, which, is e- six, which, is six, even, which is even stronger. We shared a common Yeah. Even a, more even recently. Even stronger link. But yeah. I mean... I'm 19, you're a bit more than 19. I'm not 7 million, 6 million years old. I think we've changed quite a bit in 6 million years. I don't know about you, but (laughs) I I think we have changed just just a little bit. Actually, what I did find out, which I thought was quite interesting in the course of researching this, is that women are actually closer to chimpanzees than men. (laughs) <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, what, so, what, are you, what are you trying to imply? I actually don't know what this means in terms of an argument. <laughs> I just thought it was genuinely really interesting because what's happened is that the Y chromosome, which obviously only men have, uh, the Y chromosome is shrunk over the past six million years. So it's got less of the DNA we shared with chimps. Hmm. Mm. So it's, it's about ninety-six percent for men and a bit more than that for women. But. So in in arguing against chimps making it onto the ark and kind of making this new discovery correlation, are you then I'm making the feminist in, case? Yeah, yeah I, I, is it no anti-feminist I, I, case? I, I, I've got I, no I, idea. Leave the patriarchy. Indirectly <laughs> arguing that women shouldn't make the ark. Is that where you go with this? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Religious argument. Women were caused the original sin in the, the Garden of Eden. They are therefore impure, shouldn't be allowed on the ark, shouldn't make it to a 2.0. We're all going to reproduce asexually from now on. It's much right. cleaner, much nicer. We will lose all the sex fetishes I've been arguing about for the past 12 episodes. And live happily ever after. Wow, okay, interesting, interesting. Wonder how many of the voters on the poll are are women, but hey, cool. (laughs) Back back yourself into a corner there, but all right. Well, well. I'm going to have won half the votes in our possible audience, so that's a start. That's a start. Well, I reckon. I, I reckon more than half. Well, you're right. Half less than the half. Me- Damn yes, it. yes, and even Damn from it. that, even from that percentage of men, I suspect a fair few would want women on Earth 2.0. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so yeah, statistically, you know, you've got an uphill battle, but you know, no. but uh, it's still uh, it's we're still in the you know first innings, so you've still okay. got some time. Well, I've got some more safe arguments for you then. The the well trodden path. Murderers, nymphomaniacs. We'll start with the first. So obviously chimpanzees are murderers. I told you this at the end of last episode. And I mean, there's very little more I can say. Uh, apart from that, there are very well documented wars that chimpanzees have engaged in. The, the War of Gombe, for, exa for example, over in Tanzania, lasted four years between two tribes of chimpanzees wow. lots of fatalities on each side they kidnapped their enemy uh, and then held them hostage so all, all sorts of wow. underhand war tactics they're learning they're, they're, invented they're, they're, spears they're learning they, they well are, from they us built for war <laughs> well yes they're learning from us but in the least positive way they're learning from us all the things you argued that make humans scum of the earth oh, no, the past they, 12 episodes they learn good things too for sure you're just like, highlighting like lots of things so um in my research i came across a couple of things which are kind of obvious but it's good to get have them reiterated that um chimp behavior uh has helped us d make lots of discoveries about human behavior in that chimps reveal acts of empathy and trust uh, both chimps and humans regulate behavior of group members by punishing bad behavior, rewarding good, which kind of demonstrates a sophisticated understanding of the benefits of stable and peaceful social interaction. So with war on one end of the spectrum, you've also got this peaceful, just society building on the other side of the spectrum. And it's, it's just a mirror of the way we are, you know, because we're so similar. Mm. It's just basically us. Um, and Fucked so I up, think, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but I think there's hope and I think <laughs> Earth 2.0 is all about hope. You know, t it, it, it's, it's a, it's an opportunity for us to move forward and, um, right the wrongs and forgive. So, you know, same Even goes for the so. chips too. Can I ask you a question? Have you seen planet of the apes? I have. <laughs> Do you need reminding what the central premise of Planet of the Apes is? I, I think you need to stop getting Hollywood movies confused with Attenborough documentaries. They're not the one and the same. It's not fair. It was Disney. It was Disney last episode. I didn't go into the Hollywood realm at all. Well, I think we've covered Hollywood very early on where... <laughs> You kind of implied anything in Hollywood was historical fact. <laughs> I remember zombie cats. Well, yeah, you, there we go. You, you pulled me up on that one, in that I made up a movie entirely. <laughs> it was quite a convincing movie, nevertheless, that I made up. But, but, I mean, Planet of the Apes is accurate, isn't it? It's, it's based on a true story. It's based on lab experimentation on chimps, and it takes the obvious next step. Yes? No, why don't we just say no lab experimentation on chimps on Earth 2.0? No lab experimentation on animals, full stop. Okay. 
But even without that, so chimpanzees are five times stronger than humans. That's well documented. P- pound for pound. In, pound for pound. Pow- well, uh, y- yes and no. Depends <laughs> how you measure it. There have been some claims even more than that. So that would be five times more without them. Anyway. Do, do, you re- do you reckon they'd beat like the UFC heavyweight champ? I, I do. I do. I mean, chimps are undoubtedly badass. So they actually sharpen their spears with their teeth. I've never seen a person do that. <laughs> but I mean, th- th- that is how you look like you mean business, isn't it? In 2009, a chimp attacked an old lady. I quote mm-hmm. directly in Connecticut, gouging mm-hmm. her eyes out, ripping chunks of flesh from her face, crushing her hands. Does wow. that sound like a peaceful, unloving, cute, cuddly, furry animal to you? That that was no, like the, that that was like the Hitler of chimps. You can't just take like the worst <laughs> chimp of all time and just inject it onto all chimps, because for every one of them, I'm pretty sure we've got like a Dalai Lama type meditate meditative chimp in a cave somewhere, just chilling. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you about the Einstein of chimps then? Right, go on. So, the Einstein of chimps, as, as she's called, otherwise known as Natasha. Natasha okay. is a chimpanzee who's kept in a sanctuary in Africa, uh, where they've got about 30 chimpanzees. Uh, but they've done lots of studies, and basically she is head and shoulders smarter than the rest. She okay. is the Einstein of chimps. Do you know how she uses her intelligence? Dunno, you tell me. Doing nothing good, basically. So whenever there's a a visitor at Natasha's sanctuary, she pulls one of the most amazing practical jokes I've yet heard of. Not necessarily original, but basically she stands on a hose, which is turned on, and then waits till the visitor walks (laughs) past and takes it off. Wow, really? But luring them closer. So doing interesting things, waving her hands, making them come look at her till they're in her sights and then letting loose with the hose. So she's just... You know what else she's done? She's just like a YouTube YouTube prankster. No, that's great. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because I think it's quite important on Earth 2.0 that if we're going to all the effort to bring animals there, that they stay there. And Natasha is ultimately the Houdini, the MacGyver of chimpanzees. Forget Einstein. Natasha, all she spends her day thinking of is elaborate ways to escape. So she's constantly testing the electric fence of her cage, chucking sticks at it. Wow. And she does get out time and time again. Well, it doesn't seem particularly fun being enclosed within an electric cage. So to want to escape that feels quite natural. Then if you take it the next step, Obviously, chimpanzees got into space far, far before humans did, years in advance mm-hmm. of the first astronauts. Mm-hmm. So the, the first uh, primate in space was a chimpanzee called mm-hmm. Ham, 1961. Then we had about six Alfreds. Basically, wow. they decided Ham was a crummy name for a chimpanzee and stuck with Alfred, lots of Alfreds sent into space. But since we've taught them not only war, but how to fly through space, travel to other planets 
what is going to keep our chimpanzees on Earth 2.0 in the first place? Well, we don't keep anybody on Earth 2.0 against their will. There's no electric fences on Earth 2.0. So, you know, we... we then what's the point of bringing them there? No, they can we... just make their own way there, can't they? No, no. If we they bring want them to there. come, they can... No, they can bloody well do it themselves. No, I'm we sorry, bring... but we we're bring going them to all over. the effort of building this ark. They can go build their own... Stupid heart. <laughs> no, they're going to come with us, and they will stay. We, we create the right atmosphere and the environment that would make all of the animals want to stay. You don't need to escape. It's going to if be it's idyllic, a... circle of life. Yes, all that jazz. For, sh- for sure. Well, that's the point of Earth to point. It's kind of pointless if we went all that way to rebuild something shitter than here. Well, I don't know. Less less people, less animals, less crowding. I mean, we talked about Thanos already. I think he had a point. (laughs) Well, even with all of the animals, it's still going to be less populated. So don't worry about that. It's not going to be overcrowded. We're only taking two of each. But, I mean, chimpanzees, I've said it before, I'll say it again, they're big animals. They're they're very heavy animals is what they are. They're very Mm -hmm. bulky, full of muscle and whatever else weighs them down. Heavy boned animals. Yeah, but, you know, equally, you know... That's a lot of rocket fuel. That's a lot of rocket fuel. Yeah, but we can't leave behind. What was your kind of benchmark for what a big animal was? It was pretty small. Bigger than a shoebox. Yeah, well, if you, we can't <laughs> just take <laughs> tiny animals. Or oh, yes, we can. Box. Nah, we need the variety. And chimps, you know, we need them. We need them, do we? We, we, okay. we really need them. So just a heads up in terms of... Um, kind of a chimp fact we talked a little bit about you know the einstein of chimps but like generally speaking as well you know they can um learn human sign language um you know there was a captive female chimpanzee called washo who was able to learn american sign language with 350 words now that we need that on earth 2.0 because we have to be inclusive and you know it'll be handy to have another animal or person there that can use sign language. I mean, you're right. There have been lots of people who try to teach the great apes how to, how to speak, usually sign language. Uh, but, but chimps are by no means the most accomplished at it. Gorillas tend to be the best. Coco, famously, brilliant at it. Spent decades learning top, top game. Uh, she met with lots of stars as well. Robin Williams, famously. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, bonobos also. They're, they're quite good at learning sign language. Uh, Kanzi, the bonobo, spent good good amount of time doing it. We mentioned they're quite closely related mm-hmm. to chimpanzees. Do you know what else Kanzi can do? No. She lights her own fires. Kanzi is a true arsonist. And I'm not bringing her on board the ark. Full stop. <laughs> That's impressive. It's, it is impressive. But, I mean, how hard is it to light a fire? She's not doing it with two sticks. 
He's doing it with a lighter. <laughs> She's doing it with matches. That, that doesn't take skill. It doesn't take skill. Uh, we invented matches, the bonobo didn't. She also plays the piano, Tansy. Wow. I've listened to her play the piano. It's crap. <laughs> She's just bashing the keys. But these are the sorts of statements we try and make about chimpanzees, about bonobos, that they can light fires, that they can play the piano. But I mean, my tiny little child could do that. A elephant could do that if it was taught to. A bloody ferret could do that. I, I don't see what the point of chimpanzees is, frankly. You're, you're dismissing them way too, um, way too quickly, I think. Um, here's an interesting fact, and perhaps another reason why they should come on board. Chimp poop. So the relationship between certain plant species and chimp poop is so symbiotic, the plants can only reproduce if the seeds have passed through a chimp's gut. That is unique. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, pigeon poop and a few things in the past, but that is, you're going to take a hat off to the chip. That's pretty impressive. Well, well, no, I'm not sure I'd do that. I'd probably poop in it. But, <laughs> I mean, back to side, surely if a plant evolves so that it can only germinate its seeds through being passed through chimps digestive system going at its rear end then that plant deserves to die <laughs> surely that's well a hundred percent on the plant that's the plant's fault sorry <laughs> that plant deserves to die that's an evolutionary mistake no because plants are super important and going back to plants did you know that chimps are known to self-medicate by ingesting certain leaves. We all know that plants, the Amazon, you know, this is where the future of healing and medicine all comes from. And chimps can self-medicate, which is super impressive. They can also combine several plants together to create effective remedies. They're also like a super pharmace pharmacist uh, doctor. So they've got this, you know, they, this relationship with plants whereby, you know, they help each other and we can learn a, two, learn a thing or two from them. And certainly I think, you know, this chimp pharmacist may be the one that cures cancer. And we, we cannot, we cannot uh, afford to, you know, pass on things like that. The opportunity cost is too high. Uh, we need to bring them on board. Um, you know, an outside mm. chance is, is enough. So what you're saying is that these chimpanzees, who through some complete fluke, basically, have learned that eating one sort of leaf makes you feel slightly better when you get sick, are therefore far more qualified than doctors with decades of training, research, rigorous uh, academic expertise they therefore are far far more likely to cure cancer if brought on board the art they will solve all our woes i mean 
I, I told you about the piano, about lighting fire. It means nothing that the, these chimps happen to be eating some medicinal plants. It, sometimes, just about the right time to make them feel better. It just means they get very sick, chimpanzees. They're one of very few species that have leprosy. So they're, they're therefore a danger to humans. That they catch many of the same diseases, they can catch COVID-19, pass it on to humans. They are, I mean, frankly, a liability on board the Ark for that very reason. Well, my research tells me the very opposite. Chimps fight the spread of disease. So a case study from 2014 uh, was Ebola, you know, used to be the star of the show prior to COVID-19. So Ebola claimed the lives of something like 11,000 people. Um, and what's not as well known is that over the past 20 years, the disease has also wiped out a third of the world's chimpanzee and gorilla population, which is tragic. And some of these apes have been vaccinated against Ebola. And scientists believe that this has been effective in fighting off the disease. Um, and so they change- didn't make the vaccines, did they? No, not trying to claim they invented no, vaccines no, against Ebola. No, 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 no. Okay, good. I, I, good. I, I, I'm glad. I'm, yeah, I'm saying Continue. that the, the potential of is, is way bigger than Ebola. But anyway, um, so so monitoring these primates tells researchers if and how the disease can be contained or stopped altogether. And ultimately, scientists hope to produce a vaccine that will protect both apes and humans from Ebola. But they have been instrumental in this journey so you know we need them so what you're saying is just subject sorry half an hour ago you argued that medicinal testing on chimpanzees was barbaric and we're going to stop it outright (laughs) on earth 2.0 now you're arguing that it's invaluable for medical research (laughs) i I think you have to choose I, i don't think you're allowed to keep both no, no. So I'm against kind of like barbed wire, electric fence, you know, torture of But if you then chimps. introduced the deadly Ebola virus into wild chimpanzee populations, that's fine. We're no, allowed no, no, to have no, the mass no, no. We, we, did, we didn't do that. Genocide. that. That happened naturally. And what we were doing was Actually, trying to... we did do that. It may not have been intentional, but we did. Inescapably. Well, well, then we did everything, didn't we, really? So, like, that's, um, you know, yeah, but it wasn't intentional. That's the key. You know, okay. we will never okay. intentionally re- release, you know, a, a disease into animals in Earth. It may happen. It might be a lab leak that we, we never intended to happen. Uh, but that's different, isn't it? Uh, that's what we'll say. That's what we'll say. Okay. <laughs> but since I've learned from last episode, you are a moral authority. If we've already introduced Ebola to chimpanzees, are we then to medically experiment on them with trial vaccines, like you just said? Because then it's a sort of grey area, isn't it? Um, same as humans. So we all trial it together. We're all in it together. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> it's, it's going to be a sort of mixed bunch. Mixed yep. bunch in the impromptu lab. And you'll yep. get hit by alien viruses. We haven't thought of that, have we? Do they have lots of disease on Earth 3.0? I hope not. 
Yeah, I hope not as well. I will find out. Well, I'm sure we will. Have I'm you, sure we will. And the chimpanzees will be there to test that for us. Have you watched... Yay. I have to dive, diverge for a second. Have okay. you watched the film with Meryl Streep and Brad... Uh, with, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, the, the, the new one? I forget its name. Don't look up. Have you watched it? No, I haven't. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I won't spoil it for you. You have to watch it. Because... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you have to watch it. It's, it's got an Earth 2.0 reference to it, which made me chuckle. It does it. Yeah, it does. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Don't look up. It's that, that, that we're going to model New Earth on. And there you were bashing me for Hollywood references. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure we should model New Earth 2.0 on that, but there is a Earth 2.0 in, in that film. Okay. Very what good. Else, well, what, I, else, what else you got? Well, I, I, I was going to say, I feel it's about that point in the show where we reach the time of the nymphomaniac <laughs> argument. So brace yourself, because there's quite a lot to get through. Okay. Firstly, bonobos, very closely related chimpanzees, same family, ditto humans. Bonobos, there's about two reasons you don't see them in zoos. So, do you want to guess what those two reasons are? Do you not see bonobos in zoos, really? No. I mean, have you? I haven't, and I've been to a lot of zoos. I there haven't are lots been of chimpanzees to... in zoos. There are no bonobos that wow. I've seen. Wow. Okay. I wouldn't be able to tell the difference, and I haven't been to many zoos. I'll, I'll so... shortly tell you how to tell the difference, but right. do continue. Uh, no, so, so I'm, I'm curious to know why there are no bonobos in zoos. Okay. There are no bonobos in zoos for two reasons. So firstly, they are but ugly. Bonobos, I mean, you if you saw one, you would be able to tell the difference between a bonobo okay. and a chimpanzee. Bonobos are the malformed, uh, frankly, quite awful looking cousins but, of chimpanzees but, but and that, humans. But that doesn't prevent, there are some ugly animals in zoos. You're right. That wouldn't present it outright. Hence, the second right. reason you don't see bonobos in zoos, and you probably know where this is going. Bonobos are absolute nymphomaniacs. They are sexual deviants. They do it with the same sex, with the different sexes in group orgies, as do chimpanzees, mind you. Chimpanzees also wife swap. They've been known to do that as well, which I, I mean, good on them, yeah. I guess. But yeah. I mean, yeah. I also read quite an interesting line in my research, which is I've got no idea how they test this, I'm going to say outright. <laughs> but it, it said that male chimpanzees are five times as horny as humans. Wow, okay. So it's a proper scientific statement. I'm not making this up, but that, that's genuinely what it said. And right. I'm not going to do any further research down that line, I assure yeah. you. But yeah, I, I mean, they wife swap their orgies, they do it yeah, homosexually, what, what, heterosexually, what, 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 they do it publicly, they do it without any does, shame, without any self-respect, and they also is, invented prostitution. Right, okay, let's park prostitution for a second, but why does any of those things Especially if chimps do it as well, it still doesn't explain to me why they're not in zoos. Because the fact that you can't just say they're ugly, because there are plenty of ugly animals in zoos, and 
like people would be well up for seeing like a like an ugly chimp in the zoo and if they were having sex everywhere in the zoo like that would also be like a weird attraction so no um, no no I mean, you're partially right about the ugly thing. I don't think that's the deal breaker. But right. mass orgies 24-7, that, that is going to stop the family visits, which are the backbone of Zoo's Right, okay. You, you create some quite awkward conversations. Gotcha. And you're right, chimpanzees do do it, but they do it less publicly, less often than bonobos. So, so the line in the sand for the zoo owners is chimps just about okay, bonobos too far. Definitely. But interesting. And I wonder, is it done on like a zoo by zoo basis? Or, you know, who's like the moral authority on, on like, who's like the uh, sexual judge? Well, I don't think there's a rule book exactly. I don't well, think it says group public orgies you're allowed twice a day yeah but more than that you're you're banned from the zoo i don't think there's any hard and fast rules but right. yeah if there, if i there mean was there are lots one... of zoos none have decided to keep bonobos or certainly not a critical mass of them so you don't see them right okay well and, if there was I mean, to be a rule book what they do you should be the author. what they do is they trade their that they trade their animals between zoos, so you need a decent amount of them. So if you have right. enough chimpanzees, you can pass them between zoos, keep the uh, genetics less inbred. Mm. Actually, chimps have great genetic diversity. That's something I'll give them. They're very good at that. Uh, it's about 55 chimpanzees have the same genetic diversity as 8 billion humans. So wow, they win really? on that front. Yeah, that very good. It's because humans went through lots of population bottlenecks. So we almost died mean? out, several large volcanoes. Oh. Uh, nasty business. Chimpanzees did better than us. So, oh. hence, good genetic diversity. But yeah, but no bonobos in zoos because they are sexual deviants and prostitutes, which I sort of threw in there. But there have been lots of studies showing this. They'll turn to prostitution to get stones or food or any other tawdry stones. goods. Stones. Nice stones. Well, you know, they crush with stones things like that so stones are useful okay. there aren't many stones in rainforests as well so okay hmm. they have a value stones i don't know what you mean i just did my supermarket shopping with a large older <laughs> obelisk that'd be cool bit of a pain to carry though yeah okay. that's why they invented money See, all the things you learn the new arc ultimate educational podcast we yeah. don't use boulders for money because they're too heavy okay so okay so bonobos aren't in zoos they are sexually adventurous and they you know they have also embarked on the oldest profession ever um, your po what, what was your point again? We discriminate. My point. All I'm taking is that we discriminate on the grounds of some, you know, superficial um, idea of beauty, and we judge them based on Victorian 
sexual values which are now extinct so i'm struggling to keep up but yeah i'm I'm not sure they're quite victorian values i think we do still somewhat frown on violent public orgies but i'll leave you that point my (laughs) point is that if zoos have deemed them unworthy and zoos famously are full of people who love animals then why on earth are we bringing them on the ark well, zoos, this is an interesting point, isn't it? Should zoos even exist? That's a debate for another day, but you know how all the marine marine uh, wildlife parks are all closing down because we've kind of come to our senses and realized that this is not this is not okay. I think zoos are literally next well, yes, after the old uh, what is it? killer whale orcas you know so you can't have orcas yes, so you've misquoted there they're tending towards not keeping cetaceans the dolphins the orcas things like that they're, they're not they're, closing down well they're the best they're the only real attraction for the wildlife for the for the marine stuff like the rest of the stuff's pretty crap so if they don't choose to close down they're gonna have to close down anyway because people aren't gonna go um, okay. But zoo, zoos, I think, will be next in the firing line. You know, think? A, yeah. I know you're a fan. You went recently, didn't you? I recently went to Bristol Zoo, which yeah. I have to say was quite disappointing. <laughs> well, it's in the process of moving across the, yeah. the big Bristol which is the, the big ones so. going to be better. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure it is, but it means all the animals are there, not in Bristol Zoo. So Bristol Zoo there is were quite some seals, small. though. I reckon seals are good. Seals will keep the marine parks alive. I, I prefer seals to dolphins. I think seals are cool. And you're not allowed to quote me on that when we get seals. <laughs> We've but established hey, I, I think, in your... Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think zoos will be next. And so, either way... I, I like Like, the people that go to visit zoos love animals. Doesn't yeah. mean the zoos itself... It's just a business, man. Like, oh, of uh, course, the people in zoos love animals. You're not seriously trying to argue that point. No, no, You're no, telling no. me zookeepers they... hate animals. No, 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 no. I'll take Zoo... to town on that. <laughs> zookeepers love animals, but they're merely the employees. They have no. They, they are not on the panel for deciding if bonobos are too ugly to make it to the zoo. I'm talking about the management types, the suits behind the scenes that pay the wages for the zookeepers, and they the ones that are in charge of the spreadsheets that look at the gate receipts and which animals pull in the crowds and all that stuff they don't love animals that's what i'm saying they're the ones that are like oh we, we can make the enclosure smaller because we can squeeze in a few more animals and we can you know pr- get more profits per animal or that those people the zookeepers are cool they love animals question for you have you seen we bought a zoo the definitive movie about zoos. It's a great film, but We Bought a Zoo is not is not in keeping <laughs> with the traditional zoo business model. This was like a kooky family that was made some bad commercial decisions and had mm. to had to um, kind of figure it out on the fly. So they loved animals. They fantastic film, actually, really good, but. That is not how large-scale zoos operate. 
I, I mean, I still think there's a critical mass of people who love animals and zoos at all levels of the hierarchy. And, and zoos exist for, for two purposes, for environment education, to get kids seeing animals, biking animals, uh, being immersed uh, in nature, uh, and to help advance wildlife conservation. So if through Ebola virus or uh, accidental medical trials on chimpanzees, they do happen to go extinct, there will still be chimpanzees and pandas and pigeons and ferrets, maybe not ferrets, in zoos to keep those wild well, populations alive. We'd have them in kind of like sanctuary type places with more of a natural habitat without them having to perform, um, you know, like monkeys uh, for humans. Mm. That, that's how it'll be on Earth 2.0. It'll be much more them peacefully living in their natural habitat without feeling restricted or threatened or under pressure from from humans. Yeah. I mean, they'll just be engaging in violent genocide, <laughs> killing each other, having group public orgies. Well, I, I wonder if the wild population versus the captive population, because definitely like when, when we're looking at things like uh, life expectancy, it's considerably less captive. Um, I wonder if the propensity for things like violence, I wonder how that plays out, um, wild versus captive. Uh, so they'll be far more violent in the wild, I should expect because they're well-fed and you only have a single family group in a zoo anyway, so they've got no one to fight. They don't fight unnecessarily amongst themselves too much, chimpanzees, bonobos. Uh, as for sex, uh, I honestly don't know the answer to that. I suspect mm. it's about the same. I don't think it much matters where you are in terms of your sexual in inclinations. I'll, I'll bow to your greater experience in these matters. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder. Hmm. Mm. Interesting philosophical questions we raise. Yes. There yep. you go. Do animals have more sex in zoos? Write in. Tell us the answer. Yeah, you could argue yes, because they'd be bored if there's nothing else to do. But then you could also say, you know, they could probably have some kind of like, they're probably depressed in the zoo, which probably doesn't do much for their libido. So mm. maybe better in the wild. Hard to say. I haven't got the and They're data. surrounded by their own family as well. So it'd be a lot of incest if they did have lots of sex. Yeah, which probably naturally they're probably less inclined, maybe. Hmm. Here's a question for what you. you we've, question for yes. you that we've covered quite a lot. What's a group of chimpanzees called? You know, I actually don't know the answer to that. Wow. Would you brilliant. like to tell me? There's brilliant. There's two. There's two. So, okay. A, a temporary group of just a few individuals, a temporary group of just a few individuals, known as a party. Much okay. the same, much the same as humans, um, but a wider group, of more of less temporary chimps, is called a community. 
that's nice. Mm. Although all it tells me is they're social outcasts, really. They're having small parties. <laughs> I mean, like me. <laughs> well, I think I think they are mm. part of a community, and they occasionally break off temporarily into small parties. Okay, but they don't have much fun on their birthdays. Just a few <laughs> close friends, something small, inconsequential. Uh, a, a work meeting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they're not going to let loose, go wild. No, no, no. No, no, no. Speaking of which, actually, have you heard of Zora the Chimpanzee? No, I haven't, actually. So Zora the Chimpanzee was in a Russian zoo, and she definitely did go against the grain in terms of going wild, having lavish parties, uh, because she developed a... Uh, an alcohol and smoking addiction, basically. <laughs> uh, she had to go into rehab in 2001. So, I, I mean, it's, it's just another of these things which chimpanzees seem to accumulate our worst habits. Killing each other, having drunken orgies. How, and how did she get access to booze and cigarettes? I mean, they have their ways, don't they? We've already heard of Natasha's guile. It's, it's not hard to blackmail zoo visitors. I'm sure I could do it. I, I'd love to put that to the test. If Bristol Zoo is in need of some substitute animals, I'll happily put that experiment to the test. But, I mean, zoo visitors are so gullible. You could definitely sell their ice creams. Or cigarettes, whichever you prefer. Yeah, but there's no zoo visitors that have alcohol and cigarettes on them. It's Russia. No sm- oh. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely have alcohol on them in Russia. I'm, I'm sure they've had cigarettes as well. Okay, all right, all right. So she's resourceful um, and entrepreneurial. And she went to rehab, so she's a fighter. Well, I don't think it was her choice to go to rehab, to be <laughs> well, fair. It doesn't matter, does it? That's just a technicality. The, the, the facts remain, she went to rehab. So good on her. Now, the facts remain, the zookeepers <laughs> had to stage an intervention. Uh, this happens to lots of uh, chimpanzees, especially in captivity. So famously, I think in Melbourne Zoo, They've had to uh, take away uh, bananas from the diets of monkeys and chimpanzees uh, because they're, they're so sugary. They basically cause the chimpanzees to go obese because they just binge on bananas. But surely, Quite a stereotype, isn't it? Yeah, but surely why are they being given excessive bananas? Well, they're, they're not any longer. That's the point because they have no self-restraint. They have no control over their ape brains. Right, right. They've been forced onto basically a celery diet. I have actually looked at chimpanzee diets and seeds. They're very boring. Uh, they're, they're true vegetarians eating anything mm. that's green and nothing else. No bananas, no oranges, no apples, except for green apples, maybe. What, really? Only Lots green of stuff? green stuff. 
Well, mm. I know. I, I made that up, that rule. But, mm. but it is basically green stuff they eat. Okay, that's good. So the fact that they're, you know, predominantly vegetarian is good. I think Earth 2.0 is probably going to be plant-based by then. So that's a good tick box as well. I don't know that it counts, though, if you're still murdering lots of creatures as a vegetarian. Uh, is it the point of vegetarian to stop pointless animal slaughter? If you then go murder hundreds of your own kinds in some months genocide, well, that's I, I war. think actually forfeit that's... the right to be a vegetarian. I think that's war, isn't it? So. Well, yeah, and that's the history of vegetarianism. So vegetarianism arose around 1900. So when we get the first wave of vegetarianism, then we had two wars. So people stopped being proper vegetarians and then it's come back again mm. but i don't think you can have both it's, it's interesting another philosophical question mm. yeah i wonder could you have vegetarian soldiers well only if it's self-defense i suppose you're the moral expert i won't <laughs> i think it's your damning point on good and bad not existing i'm, I'm not going to make any moral claims henceforth on this podcast absolutely 100 percent outplayed well i so, do have go yeah, on so yeah. uh, well i do have one final damning uh pseudo moral claim to to make against chimpanzees and you would have to forgive me it is based on hollywood but bear bear with bear with okay so the emperor and the emperor strikes back star wars franchise widely recognized is historically accurate for a universe far far away galaxy far far away a long time ago in the uh, opposite order anyway the emperor's eyes in star wars are actually chimp size this okay. is how the VFX came together. So the Emperor in Star Wars, the most evil character in Star Wars, is a chimpanzee. There is no more damning evidence possible for the murderous, pure, malicious, evil, dastardly inclinations of chimpanzees than Star Wars itself. I rest my case. Okay, and to that I will say, once again, Star Wars <laughs> is make-believe, not a, you know, it's not based on true events, and the VFX and the chimp size, it's basically points to the fact that back then, we were pretty primitive in our technology, and therefore, some random dude had to use chimp size for the emperor uh if we were to make that now uh it would be different well no that's not the point they use chimp size because chimp size show evil and malice that's you, otherwise there's no point otherwise well, there's no point there's there's no reason you'd use chimp size over human eyes unless they looked more evil i just think he had very little access to just have to have a chimpanzee on hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just had like one folder on his laptop with like three pictures to choose from, and he just went for one. You know, now with the 
you know, kind of the access to stock imagery, uh, he would mm. he would he would choose something else. Okay. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. Well, we know what we're going to have to do. Sorry. Yes. Go on. One quick question. Okay. Oh, man. I've forgotten her name. Um, What David Attenborough is to man, this lady is to women. (laughs) Jane Goodall? Yes. I was going to say, do you like Jane Goodall? Do I like Jane Goodall? I'm trying to work out whether I can say I hate her without losing <laughs> lots of votes. Okay, sure. Jane Goodall's great. Brilliant. She loves ships. So, okay. therefore, you know, we, we should honour Jane Goodall and bring chimps on board. Very good. Tangential fact, I actually met someone who was a Goodall yesterday. A connected I, I to assume the... they're a relative. It's, it's not what? a common surname, but... What, were they in the field? They were working in least? a museum, so... Okay. I, I mean, that's close a- enough. Tangential, yeah, yeah. Tangential. I've got no okay. idea, but... There we go. There we go. And I can just say they're a bitch, and so Jane Goodall is too. Thereby, <laughs> I circumvent the issue... Thank you very much. <laughs> but you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to leave it to our listeners. Once I get back on social media, of course you'll have the opportunity to vote. Tell us, are chimpanzees great, horribly misunderstood creatures? Are they, just as Jane Goodall said, loving, caring, compassionate? Or are they evil Sith Lords? I I personally favour the latter approach, but up to you. Join us next week when we will be discussing another animal, which is... What do we think? Another bird. Another bird would be good. Let's do parrots. Is parrots too broad? No, no, no. Let's go parrots. parrots. Let's go parrots. There we are. Nice. Join us next week when we'll be discussing the evil nature of (laughs) parrots, of which I am an expert. See you then.